0: Hello everyone, I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Christopher Drobot. Christopher is a passionate cheerleader for the potential of the Edmonton region, Although not directly an entrepreneur himself, his extensive experience in business operations and now mortgage lending help focus his excitement on the ideas that can see the city grow. He is involved in the push to bring a world-class aquarium to the city and is completing his MBA and together with his wife, homeschools his two children. The parallels between entrepreneurialism and homeschooling have been many, and he sees an overarching lesson in both. You have to create the world you wish to see. Now let's join Christopher as he has an interview with Shelby Fernan and Victoria Selly. Take it away, Christopher.
1: Hello and welcome back to Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast supported by Rainforest Alberta. I am your host today, Christopher Drobot. And with us, we have Shelby Fernan and Victoria Selye, both uh, of whom are uh, creating a new online peer-to-peer shipping marketplace, connecting travelers with extra luggage space and shippers who need to send a package abroad. A little bit about our guests. Victoria was born and raised in Ecuador, where she worked for the government in topics related with eradication of poverty and redistribution of wealth. She founded a company whose mission was to promote ventures and facilitate their access to the national market. This experience helped her to discover her passion for entrepreneurship, so she decided to move to Canada to improve her knowledge and skills in this field. Currently, she is studying a BBA in entrepreneurship and innovation at NAIT and is the co-founder of Fly and Fetch. Shelby moved to Edmonton when she was 20 years old, fresh from the Philippines. She was finishing her degree in Bachelor's of Science in Electronics and Communications Engineering when her entire family decided to move to Canada. She worked as a manager of a clothing retail store for a year, and then she decided to pursue her degree in Business Administration, majoring in Entrepreneurship and Innovation as well. Throughout post-secondary, Shelby was a student leader serving as a club executive for the Filipino Students Association. She also competed in various case competitions representing Nate. Prior to graduation, Shelby got a job offer by Manpower Alberta as the job placement consultant of tech careers. This experience exposed her to the local tech ecosystem and introduced her to Rainforest. A few months into the job, Shelby decided to pursue her entrepreneurial dream by starting Fly and Fetch, where she is currently the CEO of this early stage startup, leading her team and tasked with business development, sales and operations. Welcome both of you to the show.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris.
1: Well, uh, so first off, just uh, any listeners who might be you know, wondering some maybe different sounds in the background, we are doing this uh, in our physical distancing from separate uh, separate studios. We're using the, the wonders of modern technology to record this uh, episode today. Uh, Victoria, why don't you uh, tell us a bit, we'll start with you and just kind of tell us a bit about your background, expand a bit on what I already shared and uh, you know, how, how did you get to where you are today?
3: Yeah, okay. So it has been a really interesting journey for sure. Uh, So I have a Bachelor of Economics and I was working for the government back home in Ecuador. So I had a good job, but somehow I wasn't feeling complete. I wasn't happy with the things I was doing. So I decided to found a, a business with one of my friends. So this business was helping small business owners to sell their products in the capital city because I was living in the capital city and I had connections in the small cities in Ecuador so I was helping them I really loved everything I learned it was really interesting but I didn't make any sense so basically I decided that I love it, and I wanted to learn how to do it right. So that's why I decided to study entrepreneurship and innovation. I look around, and I love Canada, and I really love the program at NAIT. So I decided to move here, which actually I think it is one of the best decisions I have taken in my life, because since I moved here, I have had access to many different opportunities. I have met amazing people. I think the environment here in Edmonton to build a business is amazing. You have so many opportunities. And at night I had the chance to be part of many competitions. Um, I went to Next 36 in Toronto just to the, to the final round. Um, i am part right now of 150 startups and also the founders program with a startup edmonton
1: yeah awesome that's yeah that's quite a varied experience Uh, you know you've seen a lot more of the world than i think a lot of a lot of folks out there so that's uh that that probably comes into some of you know and we'll get to that later but comes into uh your reasoning for deciding to start up a company like this yes Yes. Yeah, uh Shelby so so then so then how uh, the, how did Shelby meet meet up with you? How did you guys meet up and then?
2: Yeah, so we I also like as as this class, I I was also in the same class with Victoria. We were in a group together for a business modeling class at Nate where we actually created a business and worked on it together. So since then we were friends and I know how she works and she knows how I work. So I guess we decided to have a meeting after that and that's when we had the the aha moment we're like okay wait this is actually something that we share and this is a great idea so we should pursue it and that's how we met yeah well
1: and we were talking a little bit before the uh the recording started uh just just how this this seems like such an obvious type of service to be offering like there's lots of people that are out there that'll just fly with you know one carry-on bag that have all kinds of ability to to bring additional things so it's it seems like a no-brainer but like nobody nobody's done this so how how did that come about
2: yeah so i guess like some sometime in july last year me and victoria had a meeting at downtown and I was telling her about how I couldn't wait to be an entrepreneur because I've always wanted to be one. But at that time, I was working my full time job. And I said, you know, I decided I'm just going to start with an earrings company, which I just want to get some stocks from the Philippines, send it here. And then it would be my own my own selection of design, very personalized. And Victoria was asking me questions about that business. And she's like, okay, if you're getting your earrings from the Philippines, how are you going to send it from there to here? It's very expensive. Shipping is very expensive. And I told her, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I just find someone who's traveling from the Philippines and pay them $50 to bring me two kilograms worth of earrings. And that should solve my problem. And then two minutes later, we were like, wait a second. That's, that's an actual <laughs> business idea. And yeah. so ever <laughs> since that day, we were like, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> that's our aha moment. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, that, that's
1: awesome. It, it's like you know, when when we talk, um, often we say how you know every experience is valuable, and every every business, you know, even if it doesn't succeed or it doesn't doesn't continue to 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 do well, is you know the lessons you learn from that are important. But just as just as important, I think, are sometimes like this, is that the the business leads you to a different business just through the the problems you encounter.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: <clears throat> yeah, so so maybe Shelby t- uh, kind of expand a bit on your background. Like we kind of got into it as well um, through the bio you shared, but just maybe tell us a bit kind of about yourself as well.
2: Yeah, sure. I always identify myself as entrepreneurial since I was a child. I would say I've been selling things randomly um, without anyone encouraging me. I just love making money, I guess that's it. Um, But my parents never really supported me taking business. I I remember when I graduated high school and I wanted to take business and my mom said no, because we're not like a business, like we're not a business related family. And so I shouldn't be taking that. It's not a career for me. And so I ended up taking classes and as mentioned, I was in engineering where Yes, I can do it, but I hated doing it. It's just, I just couldn't see myself being an electronics engineer. And when I moved to Canada, I had this opportunity to, I guess, like find something that I really want. And at that time, I really wanted to start my own business. I think when I started business school, my end goal is I want to have my own company. And that really helped me in in learning and in exploring what I need to do, and having that goal makes me experience things or make makes me do things, so that prepares me to become who I want to be. So I decided to be to take leadership courses and um, leading some executive clubs just to have that experience, and, and that's this is where I am. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then the introduction to the tech community as well uh, along the way, like what, what about the tech community specifically kind of, you know, drove, drove your passion there?
2: Yeah. Like, I guess, um, I I don't know. I think it just fell into, like, I think it, it's, it just fell into places where I actually got my tech careers job from my class at Nate where one of the, one of, like, we have a live case study where a representative from um, uh, in my previous company went to my class. And apparently, they're starting this new program, and it's tech-related. And as you see, I I was in electronics engineering, and I'm in business. So I'm sort of like the perfect candidate for the role. And so they invited me. And for me, it was I guess like I, I wasn't as exposed to the tech community until I went to tech careers and actually exposed myself to the tech community. It's it's very nice and good. Everyone's very supportive and all ideas are just encouraging and that really helped me decide that you know whenever I have a startup, it should be tech related. I think it's the future and yeah, like I I love rainforest. I think one of the first events that I'm very comfortable going is the rainforest. And hearing um, these talks from virus entrepreneurs really encouraged me and helped me. And I I remember myself taking notes and going back to the notes that they had and taking inspiration from that.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And then so then that kind of helped you get to yeah to the point of being able to launch your own company. Uh what maybe just kind of share a bit about the actual company itself. Like what are you doing? What is Fly and Fetch?
3: So, Fly and Fetch as you said at the beginning, it's a peer-to-peer shipping marketplace. So, what we do is we connect people who need to send a package abroad but they can't afford the expensive international shipping. And travelers who have extra space and who want to make some extra money. So basically, our travelers are going to be hustlers, people people who are really attached to their community, because we want to create that trust and that sense of, of community, sense of, I, I'm going to help you to send something you need to send back home, and in exchange, you're going to help me to pay for my flight ticket
2: somehow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so fly and fetch is completely not a new idea. We're just creating a marketplace for those people. But we did a survey prior to starting this um, startup and we have discovered that 92% of the people that we interviewed already done this before somehow. We've traveled and we've brought things from other people or some friends ask you to bring things to other people it's it's a thing that's been happening and we're just making it available when you need to ship some an an item and there's someone who's willing to to bring an item with them in their luggage space
1: yeah yeah i uh i'm part of a, a facebook group uh for uh francophones in edmonton and I always am constantly seeing things on there. People are like, Oh, who's going to Quebec? I need I need somebody to take something to Quebec or who's coming back from from uh, Quebec over to Edmonton. I need you to bring bring such and such thing. It's just it's it's funny, because like, this is exactly what you're you're talking about. So it's 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 there. It's all around us. You you don't really realize it, but it's there.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly the same happens in the Filipino community or the Latino community. It's hey, who's traveling to this place? I need to send a letter. And the funny thing is like some people just send a letter for free or maybe for a really small fee. And if you go to the courier companies, you have to pay a lot of money for just an
2: envelope. Yeah. yeah, I remember sending some of my transcripts when I was new here. Um, I have to pay, I think, almost $120 for a letter from the Philippines to here. And it took five days to arrive, whereas if I Wow. if I found someone who can just travel travel with my documents with me it could be here in like maybe two days maximum because 14 hour yeah. 30 hour flight and then I, I could have it for cheaper so it really is a difference
1: a person wouldn't like that they, they could still just like literally get off of the plane and then go drop it in like a canada post mailbox for like a dollar yeah and still not have to actually go meet anybody yes that's
2: yeah definitely. <laughs>
1: that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, so I mean we've kind of talked a little about what inspired you uh, to, to kind of be doing this. Uh, maybe elaborate a little just on the sense of community that you talked about like I'm, I'm always I'm always drawn to that as, as like as motivation for uh, for guests on my show, but just like I love hearing like this idea of community in it like that that's part of why we do this podcast like maybe just expand a bit on that.
3: Yeah. So when we talk about shipping items internationally, one of the main problems I say we have is like, sometimes people may not trust you, may not trust the other person. So that's why we really want to create a sense of community. And this is something we have seen in our target market. And it's really big in our target market right now. We, or target market are first and second generation immigrants. And when we talk to them and when we know, when, for example, I'm from Ecuador and when I'm, every time I meet someone who is from Ecuador, which is really odd, I just, I just create a sense of trust with that person. And we start talking about their background and where are you from? So how long have you been here? And that's how you create that trust. And that's how you create that sense of community. And it's exactly the same sense of community we want to create among the shippers and the travelers.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Kind of like it'll be like a little inside inside joke not not joke sorry but inside like community like you know it's only only the, the the special people know about it sort of thing right like
3: exactly it's like we speak the same language we know this same, we have yeah. the same culture we yeah. have yes and it's amazing how that that actually it's true it's it's so true like when you find someone who has your same background you just create that that connection
1: oh for sure it's it's instantaneous yes. yeah 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 awesome awesome um yeah well just maybe talk a little bit about rainforest then like rainforest kind of subscribes to that same theory of community the same idea uh, behind it um like what what drew you to that in the first place
2: what drew us in the rainforest community or
1: yeah 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 the rainforest
2: yeah, like I've, as you know, we met in that, like, Chris. We met at Rainforest. Yeah. I mean, I've, as you see, yeah. I've always been this person who loves to talk to everyone, and Victoria is too, but I'm way more, um, the social yeah. butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> and and the team, and I love, I like the, the best thing about Rainforest is that they encourage you to share or like talk about yourself in the first few minutes of every Lunch Without luncher or every Connector event, and that really first helped me with my public speaking and my confidence in sharing the idea. Second, helped me know which people to go to if I need some help, and it's been very instrumental with us. Like I've had um, people that I connected with at, at Rainforest that helped me connect with other people. I have people who directly helped us or give us some insights, and I guess like if Ever we need a mentor or we need something I would go to the same rainforest um, people that I've met and just ask them if they can give me some insights and it, I think that sense of community that is built where people just wants to help you no matter where they are in life or whatever their position is they just want to mentor and tell you their story and that's just gold
1: yeah for sure for sure, um, and I, I mean, my my experience has been the same. Uh, not only with Rainforest, but just in general, I, I, I've I've tried to as much as possible, especially before everything uh, started happening here in, in March, uh, just you, you, you attend you know the same the same coffee shops or you go to the same events and you just get to know the people and and when you get beyond the superficial and actually focus on you know what that person who that person actually is as opposed to just what they their position says they are Uh, I think that's that's where you really start to get to a point where people are trying to help other people just succeed and just find ways to just help them succeed
2: yeah definitely it's 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 such an amazing community that we have here uh, especially the tech where everyone just wants to help each other and everyone's fun
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so uh, what what are your how are your your how are you finding the, the tech community here right now? Just uh, as far as things go, have you, have you been able to? Uh, now that you've made the switch to entrepreneur, like are you? Has that has you found things have been different for you? What what does that what does that look like?
2: Um, I think it's it's definitely different because well before I was sort of considered a service provider, now I'm an entrepreneur. But I guess it helped when I started connecting and this people or the people around the tech community already know me and that when I introduce this fly and fetch or Victoria with me, it's easier because they already trust me. It's not like it's not like I'm just starting from scratch where like I, I don't know anyone, but I already had that foundation and I'm very familiar with the people around the ecosystem and that really helped. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Victoria, how about yourself? Like, How how have you found the, I mean, you're still in school, but you're now, you know, having had a company before in Ecuador, now you're here and starting a company here as well. Like how, maybe what have you found different in having a company there versus here?
3: Uh, This is funny because, okay, I was born and raised in Ecuador and somehow I feel so much support here. And I think like that's something that I really love about Edmonton that when you ask for help and you ask for mentors, people are willing to help you. And even when you don't ask for them, if someone just listened to your idea and they have some ideas or maybe they know someone who may help you, they are willing to share that contact and you are able to expand your network. And that's something I really, really like about, about Edmonton. I feel That when I was in Ecuador, like my, my co-founder and myself, so that's, that was, or, or support, like basically like, okay, so she can count on me and I can count on her, but that's it. So we didn't have more support. So and that thing, like, that's the main reason why we failed because we didn't have any insight from outside. So we were trying to go to some, some groups, but. It's very, very different here, because here I feel like we have access to, like, way more support, like, for people. And I think, like, one of the things that make that possible is that Shelby is the CEO, and she knows a lot of people here. And she, she like, yeah, she already said that, yeah, so... um, she loves to be outside and talk to people. I love that too, but Shelby loves that way more. And sometimes she's like just pushing me to go out, and I'm like, okay, let's go out. And every time we do it, <laughs> actually, it's amazing because we learn something. We meet. We meet someone. Yeah.
1: That's 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 uh, that's awesome. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: No, that's it. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. I I would agree uh, with you just as far as. Um... Shelby and how how outgoing she is, just in my own uh, uh, my own interactions with her. Uh, but you know, it's it's something I think you touched on that's very important. Um, that kind of leads to even just my next question, or maybe allow you to comment a bit on this: how important it is to have outside perspective uh, as an entrepreneur. How important it is to have somebody else that that maybe maybe is poking holes in your idea in order to make sure that when it's actually on the water that it floats. Uh, But also when things are going maybe poorly, that they're also there to support you, to help you get back on your feet. Right. And I I think you need a group around you outside of your business that is, that is there to help you. And like, it sounds like you said you found that here.
3: Yes, we did. And it's in both, it's like the community in Edmonton. And I will say like, it's also, Nate community, I have to recognize that we have been receiving a lot of help from the Moji Center. Uh, we have had mentors from the Moji Center and sometimes we have heard like really tough things like saying, like, like mm-hmm. feedback that we have, like, honestly, we always listen to the feedback and then we try to, to see how we can, we can improve our business based on that feedback.
2: Yeah, and I think that like I'm very happy to be with Victoria because we are at the same, I guess, mindset in which we are very open to feedback. Like, I guess that's the best thing about our team is that no, 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 we need feedback. I don't care how bad it is or how good it is. We really need this, and I guess we've been seeking that kind of feedback in various sides of our platform, whether it's marketing, whether it's the the idea itself or the tech itself like we keep on asking other people and that really helped us you know improve what fly and fetch is now and would probably help us in the future and how we can make our platform better
1: right on right on so for new uh entrepreneurs people that are thinking like you you know you've been yes you've launched your company very recently but but as far as you know, you, you've probably also had some experiences along the way that maybe if you could go back and redo them, maybe you'd do them differently. Are there any any lessons that you would want to share with new entrepreneurs?
2: Oh, definitely. For <laughs> a new company, we've had a very bad taste. Um, I guess like the first thing is whoever you want to be in your team, you need to vet them first. And we've had this experience where we we have to let go of our first CTO because he wasn't he wasn't delivering um, he had personal issues and that was that, that was a really tough time for us because we we were supposed to launch way earlier scheduled we were very hopeful and we weren't able to so that's one thing that we learned hard and and now we're very careful on the things that we did uh, but I guess to new entrepreneurs out there the best um, I guess words of advice I would give is just to be open to change. Like you need to be versatile and you need to be agile. So I guess that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about yourself, Victoria?
3: Um, I will tell them to don't give up because starting a business is not easy, but I will say if you have that dream that you want to follow, You should do it. And even though it's not easy, uh, I will say, like, at the beginning, you won't have everything right, but you will learn a lot. It doesn't matter how how hard it is. Like, every time you have room to improve, and I will say, like, you should listen to the people around you. They are not always going to be right about what they say, but you at least have to listen to them because sometimes they are right and they have really, really good insights for your company. So we'll yeah. say just keep keep going. Yep,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that that uh, I think probably can resonate with a lot of folks that are that are listening. Um, that it takes a lot of uh, probably humility would probably be a good way of putting it uh, to to start anything up because like everybody's going to have an opinion, uh, and to what you just said, not everybody's is always going to be right, but uh, sometimes you still need to listen to them. <laughs> even, even if, if it's not right, uh, just listening, uh, sometimes is, you know, people, people that feel like they're part of the process, uh, will generally support you a lot more as you continue to progress. Right? Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So right on. Well, I, I really appreciate both of you, uh, coming on today. Uh, is there anything else that you'd want to share about, uh, your your business or anything else that you'd want to share with you know potential new entrepreneurs that are thinking thinking to themselves that this is you know oh man what a what a crazy time like maybe maybe I shouldn't start that thing that I was going to start like is is there anything you would say to them right now?
2: Um, I do have something to say about Fly and Fetch. So since the Corona um, outbreak, we decided to open up our platform to the public for free so that we can connect. Um, immunocompromised individuals with their local delivery so we have a bunch of fetchers right now available to help seniors or um, single parents who can't go out to get, get their groceries so that platform is open and you can just visit that on our website www.flyandfetch.com. and I guess I don't know if there's any other thing that I want to uh, share to new entrepreneurs, It's it's there's a lot of things to learn and I think they need to be open to that. But most importantly is to get that support, whether it's family or friends or even a good team. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to have two other co-founders who are amazing at what they do. And we have different tasks and that made things easier and more effective.
1: That's, that's, no, That's I think that's good advice. Like, you use, if, if you bring clarity to it, like that's part of, you know, your role as CEO, right? Just to bring clarity to what everybody is trying to move towards. So that's, that's, that's good advice. Uh,
3: Victoria? Yeah, I was thinking exactly the same. Like, one last advice will be like, if you want to start something and if you can do it with a co founder, do it with a co founder because it's, it makes the, the journey a little bit funnier and like way easier
2: yes <laughs> funnier funnier
3: funnier yeah funnier. no that's that's great i will say both <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great awesome well thank you both for uh for taking your time out today to be on the show uh you know and again a, a bit of a different uh, delivery method for us to do this it's it's uh, this is the first one that i've done but i i would say that it it went pretty smoothly after we figured Thank it out you so much Christopher, so, for happiness there's a few takes before this uh you know for for audience members uh a, a few times uh, that we had to had to do but otherwise I'd say it was good so thank you again and uh yeah enjoy your day
0: if you haven't already visit rainforestab.ca and sign the rainforest social contract become part of the inclusive silo busting sector agnostic all industry open sourced ego shrinking ecosystem building entrepreneur focused wide open social barrier smashing community known as rainforest Alberta this episode is brought to you by community now magazine